1: Back to Tom and Bach on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket FM.com. 464 5685. Love to hear from you. I'm Tom and Bach. I'm Tom Stevens. He's Jake Bachhoven. Uh, people on the text line do think I'm using too many beans in my chili recipe. Uh, it's a big thing of chili. Four cans of beans. Doesn't feel like uh, I've overbeamed it by any means. <laughs> I, I think it turned out fantastic. Again, I didn't make it. Uh, Heidi did. So she might have she might have not used all four cans. Yeah, maybe of them, she think. didn't. I mean, I didn't watch her, so maybe she didn't use all four cans. But I, I think two cans of kidney beans, two cans of chili beans um, with the picante sauce and the onions. Uh, and the tomato soup, of course, and it's fantastic.
2: Did you have to go to the store to get the beans, or are there always seemingly, like at my house, yeah. s- just cans of beans around for no reason?
1: Normally, there are cans of beans that you could, you <laughs> wouldn't have to make a store run. In this case, right. uh, we did because it was the first chili thing of the year, our b- first big chili. Oh, yeah, so you got a lot of beans. Uh, so we got a lot of beans, and we made sure we stocked up on everything, but I don't think we had any in reserve, hmm. uh, so that it was necessary to go to the store. Um, Talking about Mike Leach and candy corn. By the way, he is right. Candy corn is the worst thing yeah, ever. Yeah,
2: I liked that as a kid, and I don't know how. Like, they, especially those little. They made them like if you had the, like the pumpkin uh, ones. They have different uh, shapes and stuff. Those are disgusting. It's
1: just disgusting, and it it gets stale. It seems like pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, I remember as a kid, uh, we weren't using gloves or anything. We would just dip into the candy corn thing and just throw a bunch of candy corn into somebody's <laughs> sack. Because it was cheap. You could feed the whole neighborhood on right. you know, for $3. Uh, I think that's why people bought it, because you d- certainly didn't buy it because you liked it. I think kids like it,
2: though, still. Don't you think, you think kid- kids are really like I liked candy- it as a kid.
1: I have been uh, chastised for saying that candy corn is crap. Oh, you know uh, what's the, the worst? List?
2: List. Is remember when they put like chocolate candy corn? Oh, I don't remember that's that. That's so They bad. did that?
1: Oh, Yeah. That sounds terrible. It's the worst. If anything is worse than candy corn, it's chocolate-covered candy corn. I think that, that ruined it for there, me, yeah, actually. Yeah, there's no
2: way to... Yeah. Can't recover. So you
1: did like it initially, though.
2: Yeah, I did like candy corn yeah. at one time. Then I tried chocolate candy corn and I, never back on board with the whole thing. I'm a thing. Kit Kat guy as far as uh, candy
1: bars are concerned. I like... Uh, you like to break off a piece once in a while? I, I, do. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do like that. You could share a piece of... Hey, you want a piece of the candy <laughs> Yeah. Kit. Other... Other candy bars are just way too crumbly to do that. Like you can't do that with a baby. or you can do it with a baby Ruth,
2: but not a Butterfingers. Oh, Butterfingers are the worst for your teeth. Yeah, like you've been you have Butterfinger teeth like six hours later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're they're so crumbly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're you very crumbly, and so they're very difficult to eat.
1: Twix uh, aren't bad. You like Twix? I do like Twix. Um uh, it's similar to the Kit Kat, but I like I like the cracker in the middle yeah. in the Kit Kat better than the Twix. But they're both pretty solid. They're both pretty solid. There are some that don't exist anymore, like uh, on the Marathon Bar. I don't. Maybe it does exist, but it it's not easily. You can't. It just get it anywhere. Yeah, I don't know the about marathon. That bar. It the Marathon Bar. It took you forever to eat it because it was full of caramel, and so it You just couldn't
2: eat it fast. So you say caramel or caramel. <laughs> he said I don't car- know. Caramel. You just said caramel, but I thought earlier you said it's caramel. Caramel. I think it's caramel. I say caramel. That's th- how it's spelled. I don't know. Maybe I flip, flip-flop
1: flip on that one. <laughs> I'm not sure uh, how I do that uh, necessarily. Let's get to the Blitz. The Big Ten Blitz. The Big
0: Ten Blitz. The Big Ten Blitz. The Big Ten
1: Blitz. It was not a great weekend in college football, not a great weekend in the Big Ten At least on the outside it looked that way. There were a few good games. Obviously, Illinois beating Penn State was the big one. A record nine overtimes. Oh yeah. A record eight would have been a record, actually. Uh, But it went to nine. And now they have the new rule after the second overtime that you just trade two-point conversion attempts, which just seems stupid when you watch it. I don't know.
2: Um, it's it's definitely takes some getting used to, but they made it look especially bad. Like that's supposed. Uh, What it's supposed to do is hurry up the process, um, get something. You know, get these games over in a quick. But they just couldn't. Like most of the time, they couldn't score, uh, and then the very rare occasion that they did, the other team would score too. Nobody wanted to run the ball from the two yard line. It was all about trick plays and passing. uh, Even though Illinois didn't. Pass the ball all game long. They ran the ball um, all over Penn State to stay sure. in that game. So yeah. it was very confusing, but very fun. Um, I kind of liked it. I mean, as far as the overtime rules, I kind of like the old college football like overtime rules better. Yeah, I do too. Probably still. Yeah. Um, but as, I mean, it kind of, what this did is kind of take away the stats because the, and that's what kind of the old college football yeah. rules kind of ruin Is it all of a sudden, uh, you know, a 17 17 tie, you know, yeah. five overtimes later is like right. 43 to 39. And right. it looks like, and there's a lot of yards and touchdowns yeah. and all that. Um, so I kind of like that it takes that element out of it, yeah. but it's still very strange. It's yeah. better than, you know, I always thought that you would come down to just kicking it because I'm a big yeah. fan of kickers. Yeah, you just love have a, a field goal off. But uh-huh. I think it's better to have a two point conver- uh, conversion off. <laughs> did, did it go
1: to overtime at 13-13, I believe that's when it. I believe. I so. think that's when it started, um, but it ends up twenty to eighteen. Uh, you want stats? Chase Brown had really good stats: thirty three carries, two hundred twenty three yards for Illinois. Illinois rushed in that game for three hundred and fifty seven yards. Um, and Sean Clifford looks like he's injured again. Maybe Penn State's just not very good. Uh, maybe that's part of it. Uh, and the Illinois which uh, loss for Nebraska, which seemed like a bad loss. It's still a bad loss, uh, but maybe <laughs> yeah. not as bad as it had been. It's still pretty bad. It's still bre- – <laughs> listen to the stats here. Art Sikowski, 8 of 19, 38 yards,
2: zero touchdowns. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's that's a Big Ten quarterback stat right there. Yeah,
2: and that's not like he played part-time. He played the whole regulation. Yeah. Oof,
1: that is awful. Uh, Ohio State looks like Ohio State again. Uh, currently now in the new rankings, number three, they beat Indiana, and they had that game over by halftime, 54-7. to C.J. Stroud, the best quarterback in the Big Ten, without a doubt, 21 of 28, four TDs. Uh, Travion Henderson, I think, might be the best running back. He had three TDs, uh, and now Ohio State has Penn State. They are at
2: Penn State. They may not cover the 18 and a half, but it looks like they're going to waltz, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I would assume so. Penn State, as we, as we mentioned, obviously just coming off that embarrassing loss to Illinois, is rough, but I mean, their running game, uh, you know, if, if it's shut down, it's all on Sean Clifford, who's injured, and, they're, and the running game's not very good, so I think Ohio State is, is clear. I mean, it's it's kind of frustrating in that way that Penn State lost, because it would have been a top 10 matchup, yeah. but either way, I think Ohio State would have ran away with that one. Penn State's a tough team to read, um, but Ohio State is no longer a tough team to read. They're in mid season form, and they're rolling. Yeah. And I don't know how that game got the like the ABC primetime selection. I guess preseason probably because Indiana was good in the preseason, but that was uh, that was not that was not set up to be a very good game. Ohio State has Penn
1: State this week, 18 and eighteen and a half. As we mentioned, Illinois, by the way, uh, is hosting Rutgers, so they'll probably win again. Uh, Illinois.: It's <laughs> thrown Rutgers under the bus. Uh, I, well, it looks like we should. Because the bottom of the big is a lot more interesting it, than it it's was.: It's interesting. Is that what you're calling it? <laughs> interesting. Uh, number five, Michigan, 33 to seven over Northwestern. Uh Nebraska beat him by more than that, so I guess Nebraska is still better than Michigan. Um, Cade, <laughs> here's another quarterback stat for you. Cade McNamara, Michigan, 20 of 27, zero TDs, 129 yards. Michigan runs the football, uh, and they ran. Uh, they had two guys, both Haskins and uh, Corum, Blake Corum, over a hundred yards and right around one
2: twenty. They have Michigan State this week, uh, where Michigan is a five and a half point favorite. Yeah, that's going to be a fascinating game. And Michigan State not getting a whole lot of credit, even getting jumped in the rankings this past week by Oregon. I mean, they had the bye week, Oregon beat UCLA, but I didn't think they necessarily deserved to jump them. But in any, in any case, for Michigan, uh, just keep on rolling. I mean, they're, they're 7-0. Um, like you said, they have that great running back duo, um, and it, it's just, it's, it's the sport in my mind is better when Michigan's in the top 10 uh, in the conversation, and hopefully they can get it going. But I mean, I the, one of the big problems for Harbaugh, we always point to Ohio State, and of course he hasn't beaten Ohio State, but it's getting over that Michigan State hump. Yeah. And now both teams undefeated, and uh, you know, a top 10 battle this weekend, it's, it's just going to be, it's great. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. I mean, that's one of my favorite rivalries in the big 10
1: uh, Northwestern after that loss 33 to seven will uh, travel. Uh, is Minnesota at home that one? Uh, no, I think uh, they host Minnesota uh, Wisconsin versus Purdue number 25, Purdue, a uh, Wisconsin, maybe the big surprise of the weekend. Uh, they win that game and win it handily 30 to 13, Another quarterback stat for you from the Big Ten, Graham Mertz, five of eight, 52 yards, zero TDs. But they did have two guys that went for over 140 yards. Uh, Chez Malushi went for 149. Braylon Allen went for 140. Wisconsin has found their identity again. They ran for 290 yards. Uh, And now they host
2: Iowa this week, and they're a three-point favorite. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game, too. And and we talk about Iowa being in the top ten. I mean, against this Badger defense, that, that offense is a struggles enough. But to go against one of these, I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, Wisconsin struggled. They're 4-3, but I, I'd almost agree with that. Um, maybe if I'll, I'll think about it throughout the week before I make my pick. But I do think, I mean, that feels right, Wisconsin, to, to knock off the Hawkeyes. Uh, the other game, Minnesota over Maryland,
1: no problem, 34-16. to 16. Quarterback stat, Big Ten quarterback stat. Tanner Morgan. 8 of 12 for 120 yards, zero TDs. (laughs) I mean, these stats are obscene.
2: If we combine the winning team's total, like, each Uh, winning team's total passing yards. Outside Ohio State. No, that's what I'm Uh, wondering. uh, Other than Ohio State, if we add them up, would it equal C.J. Stroud's yeah. Performance. Oh, that
1: I don't think we they should would. Probably I mean, they it. probably wouldn't.
2: <laughs> uh but they didn't need to do it because they
1: had again two guys that run for over a hundred yards. Yeah. Uh you had Kai Thomas run for one thirty nine, you had Marquise Irving run for twenty six total. And now this week they'll host another game where they're going to win and win handily. I'm surprised it's only 7.5 versus Northwestern this week. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll take care of that one. But how about
2: that Minnesota culture? Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about two running backs they've, they've lost that were leading the Big Ten in rushing or, or some of the best Big Ten running backs. And now they have Kai Thomas popping off for 139 and Bucko Irving, as we know. His name is uh, Marquise Irving, 105. I mean... I don't. I think you or I could get a hundred in the backfield behind Minnesota, and they probably. And if we weren't doing well, they'd still stick to the game plan and keep giving us the ball. He's not
1: wrong about his culture. I mean, it's a good culture. Yeah. I mean, they have the Bowling Green loss, which is a terrible loss, uh, but they're still five and two. And we would take that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. It's not like Nebraska doesn't have a bad loss on their resume either. <laughs> um, Minnesota is one of them. Illinois is the other. I mean, but you could argue a few others uh, on that list as well.
2: Yeah, if you, if you would argue, would you rather lose to Fordham and be 5-2 and two or be 3-5? and five? <laughs> which, <laughs> which one do you take? I think I, I, I'll have to consider that. That's a good Maybe not by. Fordham. Maybe Buffalo. 464-5685.
1: <laughs> four, four, uh, cleaning up the text line uh anything here that there are people who think that i'm eating too many beans in my chili that i don't think you can have enough beans in the chili and some have argued that side uh for me as well others uh butterfingers are crumbly when they're old no i think they're crumbly all the time uh maybe i'm buying them old and that's possible that the candy bar has been sitting on the shelf for a while and then you get them and you open them and it's an old candy bar so yeah that's feasible um okay all right, let's get to break. Uh, let's talk to Bach. All right, wait, Bach is already. I'll be here. here. I'll keep uh, talking. But uh, Rico will be here as well. Uh, we'll uh, we'll handle the blog jog. He'll do that. Coming up next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.